takes it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, and welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Hope everybody had a Good start to their week, and uh, we've got a lot to look forward to on today's show. want to thank everyone for being part of the Locked On Islanders family, and thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, and that does include YouTube. So if you want to watch instead of just listen to the podcast, check us out on YouTube, subscribe, and it'll be waiting for you every Monday through Friday morning. Uh, comes live on YouTube around 8 a.m. If you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, a topic you'd like us to talk about on the show, feel free to send us an email, the email address LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest news, notes, and happenings about your New York Islanders, and I am also live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. Always great to interact with fans. I'll give you some instant insight analysis, and we can go from there. Lots to get to. On today's show, we're going to talk a little bit about one rather disappointing statistic that the Islanders need to change if they hope to get back into the playoff run. We've got a great listener question from Australia, of all places. We've got a full preview of tonight's game at the UBS Arena against Ottawa, and our Islanders' birthday of the day takes us back to the mid to late 90s as we look back at one of the Islanders' goaltenders from that era. So, let's get started uh, with this statistic. It's a bummer, but I think after yesterday's uh, or Sunday's loss to the Minnesota Wild, it just sort of became more of an obvious thing. The New York Islanders play well. You know, after that 0-8-3 start, the Islanders have played certainly above 500 hockey since then. They've They've gone on a, a little bit of a streak, although they're now 1-3-0 and in their last four. But here's the thing. Yes, part of it is due to what happened with COVID and what's happened with injuries. Certainly, you know, Ryan Pulak missing 10 weeks when everyone said 4-6 to six doesn't help. Uh, Kyle Palmieri missing time. All the guys missing time with COVID and everything else. All factors. But here's the situation. Do you know what the Islanders' record is against teams that would be in the playoffs right now? Two wins, 14 losses, and two overtime or shootout losses. Two, 14, and two. And look, you've heard me mention 
on the show. We had the 11 games before the All-Star break. Now there's only two left. And look, the last two games out of that 11-game swing, Ottawa, Seattle, neither of them would make the playoffs if the season ended today. But while the Islanders are doing a good job of beating those teams that are at the bottom of the standings, you know, taking advantage, beating Philadelphia three times during the Flyers' 13-game losing streak. Yeah, you got to do that if you want to make the playoffs, if you want to make a run. That's important. But you can't go 2-14-2 against teams that are in the run for the playoffs. And, you know, you can go NHL 500 against those teams. If you go, you know, in the... 18 games that we're talking about here, if the Islanders were 8-8-2 eight, eight, and two in those games, guess what? They're in the thick of the playoff hunt. And if you get 80-85% of the potential points against bad teams or struggling teams, and you come out at on or about 500 against better teams, you're going to make the playoffs. You're going to be one of the better teams in the league. And if you think about it, in the postseason, you want to advance, you want to win a round of playoff hockey, you got to go four and three, one game over 500 in a seven game series. You don't have to go, you know, four and oh or three and one. You need to win four out of seven, four wins, three losses get you to the next round. Right now, this hockey team has not proven that they can defeat the better teams in the league, whether it's the Minnesotas or the Washingtons or the Torontos. You can't go 2-14-2 against quality opponents and still hope to make a playoff run because you know what? You will never have a situation where you've got 9-10 games in a row against struggling teams. And you're not going to put together that 7-1-1 string that the Islanders need to counteract that 0-8-3 COVID-caused problem in November and early December. You're not going to sort of make up for that and get back into it if you're going 2-14-2 against teams that are in the top half of the league. Because think about it. There are 32 teams in the NHL, 16 of them make the playoffs. So against the top half of the league, the Islanders are 2-14-2. They're a lot better than that against the bottom half of the league, and it's got to change. Uh, all right, we have an email, uh, Ben from Perth, Western Australia, writing. And Ben, thank you so much. He writes, Hi, Gil. Uh, have been seeing some tweets regarding Barry Trotz and the lack of change in a team that is not getting the results. The usual sort of thing that comes out at times like these when you know when the team is struggling. But it did get me thinking about your thoughts on the following. Number one, is it a lack of player execution or is the playing style being coached right now in need of some tweaking? And number two, is it time for some player or play style experimentation? Ben, uh, thank you so much. Uh, he said I, he enjoys the show. Keep up the good work. Go Islanders. Ben, thank you so much for the Questions, they are good questions, they are fair questions. I'm going to answer them this way. It is, right now, lack of player execution 
the the style that Barry Trotz has been playing has served him well in Nashville, in Washington, and with the Islanders. And Barry Trotz has won a Stanley Cup. He is, you know, one of the all-time winningest coaches in NHL history. And I'll tell you right now, a guy like Barry Trotz doesn't forget how to coach sometime between the end of the playoffs last year and this year. Unfortunately for the Islanders, there have been some issues. I've talked about a lot of them on the show. The fact that nobody really could replace Nick Letty as that puck-moving defenseman. Uh, You know, you have Noah Dobson, but he needs help. He can't do it all by himself. That was one. The age of this team. Starting the season with a 13-game road trip. The fact that they played four or five games with seven, eight AHL-level players on their roster because of COVID certainly didn't help. And I'll add to it, moving into a new arena where your home ice advantage is reduced really didn't help. Losing Ryan Pulak now for 10 weeks and counting one of your top two defensemen doesn't help. Uh, I think there is a lack of execution here. I think there have been, during some stretches, a lack of talent or depth on this roster. And I don't think that Barry Trotz has lost it. Is it time for some player or play style experimentation? Ben, almost, but not yet. If you get to the halfway mark of the season, and that's coming up, Pretty soon, we're what, like four games away from the halfway mark of the 82-game season. If this team doesn't start winning and doing it in the next four or five games, if they don't go on like a 3-1-1 stretch, once you get, you know, into, let's say, middle of February, if this team hasn't really clicked, yeah, then you can start substituting some players in playing the young kids a little bit more, changing up the style a little bit if you want. But I I can tell you right now, the style isn't going to change drastically. The lineup may change. They may give the younger guys more ice time or longer leash if they're out of the playoff hunt. But realistically, what they want to do is use this time to solidify the younger guys into playing the system that Barry Trotz wants them to play. And then for some of the older guys, if they're not ready, uh, you know, if they want to move on, rather, if they are not part of the team next year because either their contract is up or they want to go elsewhere at the trade deadline, you know, that's something that could come down the line. So, Ben, I think we're a little ways away from saying it's time to, you know, make those lineup changes and, and just hang it up from this season. But we're closer to it than we certainly would like to be. All right, we've got a lot more to discuss on this episode of the show. We'll have a full preview of tonight's game at home against the Ottawa Senators. And we have our Islanders' birthday of the day, a goaltender from the mid to late 90s. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. There might be less football being played, but BetOnline.net has way more odds and info for this playoff season. 
from scores, totals, player performance, props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And it's not just football. BetOnline.net's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. So tonight, the Islanders will be hosting the Ottawa Senators. And uh, I'll tell you, Ottawa, first of all, Ottawa is playing on Monday night. They are hosting the Edmonton Oilers. And right now, uh, it's a close game. Uh, As I record this on uh, Monday evening, we're in the third period right now, and Ottawa uh, is holding on to a 2-1 to lead at this point. But look, the Sens are in seventh place in their division. They are 13-21-4. That gives them 30 points in 38 games. Uh, heading into this game tonight, now up, we have an update. It's now a 2-2 hockey game with less than five minutes left in regulation. Goal scoring has been an issue for the Ottawa Senators all year. They're 29th in the league in goal scored. Now, again, they've only played 38 games, so that's part of this equation, but they have not scored a lot of goals. When you're 29th, even if you make up two or three games, what are you going to go up to, 24th, 25th, 26th? So Ottawa... Struggling to score over the course of the season. Power play, 22nd in the league. Penalty kill, middle of the road, 15th. Goals against their 19th. But look, Ottawa, here's the thing. They have been playing better as of late. Uh, Drake Batherson, their leading scorer with 34 points. Uh, He has 13 goals and then leads the team with 21 assists as well. Brady Kachuk playing well. He's next on uh, on the team with 27 points. And then their leading goal scorer, Josh Norris, 18 goals, just eight assists. So some Cy Young-type numbers there for him. Goaltending has been an issue. Now, coming into this game against Edmonton that they're playing on Monday, uh, two straight losses for Ottawa, although they did win the previous two before that. So here is a team that is sort of uh, gone from bad to inconsistent. And yes, you know, that is, for lack of a better word, progress. The goaltenders right now, Matt Murray and Anton Forsberg. And before we get to the line combinations, the injury situation, Josh Norris out of the lineup, Drake Batherson out of the lineup, uh, as is Connor Brown, and then Shane Pinto and Colin White are on the IR. The line combinations heading into, uh, as of last night's game against Edmonton, Tim uh, Shuttle is the first-line center with Brady Kachuk and Tyler Ennis on either side of him. Chris Tierney centers the second line with Alex Formanton and Adam Gadette on his wings. Uh, Nick Paul has Zach Sanford and Austin Watson on either side of him. And then on the fourth line, it's Mark Kostelik centering Clark Bishop to the left and Igor Sokolov 
to the right. The defensive pairings, Thomas Shabbat uh, and Lassie Thompson are the top pairing. Nick Holden and Artem Zub, the second pairing. And then Eric uh, Eric Brandstrom and Josh Brown are the third pairing. The goaltenders, as I mentioned, Matt Murray and Anton Forsberg. And if you look at the numbers, Forsberg, 7 7 and one on the season, a 9-11 save percentage. That's tops on the team and a 2.95 goals against average. Matt Murray, a 2.94 goals against average, a 9.06 save percentage, but uh, his record only 3-6 and two heading into last night's game. So uh, it, it is a little, you know, both goalies roughly in the same place, but they seem to play a little better in front of Forsberg than they do uh, in front of Murray. Now, again, looking at the situation here, uh, on the game against Edmonton, it's Matt Murray in goal. So it is likely we will see Anton Forsberg. As for the Islanders, uh, probably going to see Simeon Varlamov uh, play tonight against uh, Ottawa, but almost certain that whoever doesn't play against Ottawa will play on Wednesday against Seattle because you have the back-to-back and the Islanders will be looking to just, you know, sort of uh, make sure that their goalies are rested and ready to go. And, you know, I've heard some people say they don't understand why Barry Trotz doesn't ride the hot hand a little more, but... uh, you know, when you have a lot of back-to-backs, and the Islanders do have a lot of them because of the uh, all the games that were postponed and, and, and compressed schedule because of the Olympics, now there are, you know, they're making up games during what would have been the Olympic break. But overall, a lot of back-to-backs for this team as they make up these uh, postponed games. So you're going to see a lot of the goalies taking turns on the ice with regard to that. So, 7.30 face-off at the UBS Arena, Islanders and Senators, and uh, Islanders really need to get, you know what, they really need four points out of these last two games against Ottawa and Seattle. Three is barely acceptable, but four is what they need, and let's see if they could do it, you're at home, you're playing two struggling clubs, one of whom is going to be traveling from the West Coast. Hopefully, the Islanders will be able to put it together. Again, I'll be live tweeting during the game, and we will, of course, have our key takeaways and a preview of the Seattle game coming up on tomorrow's show. We'll probably do the farm report on Thursday this week, uh, just because of the fact that we've got a game to review and a game to preview on tomorrow's show. When we come back, we will go into the time machine, do our Islanders birthday of the day, a good goalie on some struggling Islanders teams from the Fisherman Jersey era. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your 
pocket. You could save time and money while using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers online for 20 years. And Rock Auto prices are reliably low and the same for every customer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box, so they know we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, February 1st. Can't believe we are in February already. But today is the 51st birthday for former Islanders goaltender Tommy Salo. Salo, a native of Sweden, drafted by the Islanders back in 1993 in the 5th round, 118th overall selection, and made his Islanders debut, played six games during the 1994-95 season after spending most of that season in the IHL for the Denver Grizzlies. Stayed with the Islanders 95-96, was their starter in 96-97, 97-98, and 98-99, but late in that year, traded to the Edmonton Oilers, where he played through the 2003-2004 season, was traded to the Avalanche before heading back to Sweden to finish out his career. Played in 526 NHL games, ended up with a 255 career goals against average, a 905 save percentage, and had seven assists over the course of his NHL career. Got into some playoff games with Edmonton and one with Colorado, but again, the Islanders in the mid to late 90s struggling at that point, so he never did make a playoff appearance with the Isles. We're going to go back and look at one of Tommy Salo's better games with the Isles. October 19th, 1997, Islanders on a West Coast swing at the Pond against the mighty Ducks of Anaheim, as they were then known. Tommy Salo, obviously the Islanders' goaltender in this one, while Guy A. Bear gets the start for the mighty Ducks of Anaheim. And the Islanders didn't waste any time. 49 seconds into the game, Robert Reichel scores his third for Marius Tchaikovsky and Sergei Nemchinov, and the Islanders take the early 1-0 lead on the Ducks. Then Travis Green doubles the Islanders' lead, his first of the year from Ziggy Palfi and Tom Chorsky at 8.40. Islanders up 2-0 on the Ducks. But later on in the period, Dennis Vasky of the Isles heads off for slashing, and Dmitry Miranov gets his second on the power play from J.J. Daniel and Kevin Todd. After one period, the Islanders' lead cut to 2-1. In the second period, though, the Islanders take command. Travis Green, his second of the game, second of the year. Vasky with the assist at 331. Then Marius Tchaikovsky, his first of the year. Robert Reichel and Sergei Nemchinov with the helpers at 657. That made it 4-1 to Isles. And then Reichel, his fourth, unassisted at 859. Three goals for the Islanders in the second period. They had a 5-1 to lead. Epson Knutson got the only goal in the third period for the Ducks. Darren Van Imp and Kevin Todd, the assist. It wasn't enough. Islanders crushing Anaheim by a score of 5-2. to two. And yet, 
The Islanders outshot in this game 41-31, to 39 saves for Tommy Salo, our Islanders' birthday of the day, standing on his head so the Islanders could win. And, you know, Tommy Salo, good goaltender, good reflexes, played the angles well, only 5'11", 173 pounds, by modern standards, small for a goaltender, and yet he got the job done and kept the Islanders in a lot of games they had no business being in during the Fisherman Jersey days and the mid to late 90s era when the team was shedding salary and struggling on and off the ice. So happy birthday, Tommy Sallow, his 51st today. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. We will be back tomorrow as we preview the game against Seattle. We'll have our key takeaways uh, of tonight's game against Ottawa. It should be an opportunity for the Islanders to move up in the standings. And I could tell you right now, if they don't do it, if they don't start stringing wins together, we start thinking about next year and what this team needs to do to prepare for it. And we'll hopefully not talk about that for quite some time. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the league every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available on all platforms. And I do host the Monday edition of Locked On NHL. And I co-host, uh, I co-host along with Rachel Donner, the Friday edition. So please check it out. Love for you to listen and get a league-wide perspective on what's happening around the league. Until then, have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course... Let's go Islanders.